Welcome to the Stripped Down Know-Nothing Podcast focusing on the bare-naked ladies. That's right, whether they make you want to cry or cause a fright, from Canada dry to we took the night, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. Weird glows gleam where my co-host dwells. His name's Evan. Hard-favored tyrant, ugly, meager, lean, hateful divorce of love, thus chides he death. Grim grinning ghost, earth's worm, what dost thou mean to stifle beauty and steal his breath? Who, when he lived his breath and beauty, set gloss upon the rose, <laughs> smelt to the violet? Tis my co-host, Saker. <laughs> is obviously Grim grinning ghost is from another thing. Yeah, it's from the Shakespeare play Varys and Adonis. Okay, thank you. Man, Shakespeare's got so many plays that like, what the fuck is that play? I've never heard of it before. Is that what? That's one of his lesser works, obviously. Yeah, I mean, it's just he, he's he's like the uh, um, Elizabethan equivalent of Tyler Perry. Uh huh. <laughs> like he just puts out tons of like plays, right? Sure. And they're po- they're popular in the subset of people who listen to them. Sure. And right? all of his plays are preceded by William Shakespeare's. William Shakespeare's <laughs> dinner at, well, uh, at Genesis. If, if William Shakespeare was alive today, they totally fucking would be. <laughs> 100%. And I think like, there would be I, like... I, I love the idea of, you know, a couple hundred years from now, Tyler Perry being our Shakespeare and all of his, like, Medea works are being... Like, the Medea cycle. That would be being, incredible. Uh, I, do, I do wish that William Shakespeare had some character that persisted through every single one of his plays like an Aunt Medea. Like oh, yeah. some sort of uh, maybe sassy friend that just sort of uh, <laughs> Titus Andronicus. Come on now, you can't. <laughs> Titus like... Andronicus is Halloween. <laughs> oh my god, that would be so good. Yeah, yeah. William Shakespeare presents per- Pericles, Prince of Tyre. Yeah, man. Because uh, I mean, they're all, like, he, he didn't have a brain. With, like fart jokes and stuff. Like, yeah, that's true. Like... It's wild that we think of him as 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 the great bard. But yeah, all he was doing was trolling people. All I mean, it's that, all... Uh, well, the thing is, like, high high art is high art, right? Everyone, mm-hmm. we've had this discussion on the pod before, but like, a lot of low art becomes high art if it survives long enough. Sure. Yeah. And Willie Shakes did that thing. Willie uh, Shakes, shakes a... and bakes, <laughs> shake and steak. <laughs> Willie Shake and steak. That's what they called him back in the day. There's a whole section of his uh, Wikipedia for Apocrypha, things that have been attributed to him, but his attribution is questionable for various reasons. That's wild to me that there's a, a shit ton of plays that we say, yeah, William Shakespeare did this, but I don't know. That's that's very weird. And well, I've he also not heard... like put his name on a lot of stuff that wasn't necessarily his. And there's a big, there's a small subset of like literature people who don't believe he actually existed. Yeah, that he was uh, a combination of a bunch of people, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's like uh, so Bush like the, League. So he's like the R. L. Stein of. Uh... I remember I mean, R.L. Stein actually exists, but like he didn't write all his Goosebumps books. Yes, I, I remember when I was little. Uh, you remember Little Professor and Boardman, the bookstore? Oh hell yeah! Oh yeah! I, I used to. I remember going there one time, and I bought like an issue of Dragon magazine, and I paid the woman in coins. <laughs> so I had like <laughs> sure she loved that two dollars and ninety five cents in like nickels and quarters and pennies, and like I had them all put out on the. Uh, I'm like here, I'm buying this, and they yeah. were all just like laid upon the uh, cover of the magazine, and she like just looked at me 
disgusted. Oh, I did that. I lived down the street from a McDonald's, and as a as an obese child, I did that more than once. <laughs> Just paid for like a, a twenty piece McNuggets in all like dimes and pennies. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I I they were doing a signing for R.L. Stein's latest book. I can't remember which one it was. And I got there and I was very excited and there was just, there was a woman signing books and I was like, that's not our, how, that's Arl Stein's a guy. He, that can't be him. So yeah, it was, it's random people who. When I found all... out that Arl Stein didn't write all his books, it gave me goosebumps. <gasps> that was Mic the day drop. the music died for me. That was uh, <laughs> the day I realized that it was not, uh, life wasn't as simple as I thought it would be. I remember like the exact point in my life when I like realized the goosebump shtick, like where mm. it's like. And then, while he was swimming, he saw a shark's fin. End of chapter. Yeah. Next chapter. And it came up, and it was just his sister wearing a shark fin hat. Like, as soon as I realized, like, every chapter was just that, I'm yeah. like, oh, these, <laughs> these, are, these are not for me anymore. But now I'm super fucking excited to read them to my son when, he's, would, when he comes of age. It would be very fun to write sort of a Goosebumps pastiche uh, homage, sort of, like, really shitty. Now that, now that that's a trope instead of a... Uh, uh in, instead of something new that he's done uh the the terrible act breaks the ridiculous it is interesting that rl stein is a a property now i mean because the goosebumps mm-hmm. movie like he was around to promote it and mm-hmm. they never say like oh he didn't write all his books he's just you know uh what do you do, how many of those books do you think he wrote oh i couldn't tell you but i mean there are hundred aren't there hundreds yeah because there's multiple there's multiple like cycles like there's like goosebumps and there's like fear street for older for like tweens and then there's another one for like young adults and then he tried to write they were like oh god i think it was maybe like in the 2010s he wrote like two books for adults like full-on adults Hmm. they're meant for adults and i remember getting that at the library being kind of excited i'm like okay I, I can't wait for this to blow my mind. <laughs> uh-huh. But then it was just a uh, middlingly good horror novel. I'm I'm looking at his uh, at his his uh, bibliography here. That's not the word I'm looking for, is it? I guess it might be. Yeah, okay, like filmography. That's exactly sure. the word you're looking for. Uh, um, yeah, boy, there are so many series I've never even heard of. The Cataluna Chronicles, uh, Fear Park, which is a spinoff of Fear Street. <laughs> it's off to the side of Fear Street. Mm-hmm. Rotten School. Uh, oh. The Nightmare Room Thrilogy. That's how you know that that man is a master of horror when he comes up with a word like thrilogy. Damn. I think my favorite was the... Did you ever see The Haunting Hour? Did I ever make you watch all those? Like, it's like a kid's show, sort of an Are You Afraid of the Dark style show. We've watched a few of them together. I can't... There was one that you really wanted me to watch, and I watched it, um, but I can't recall the specifics. Probably In the Walls. That sounds right. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, but Um, they're all... I mean, they're all set like... Uh, they're all kids, sort of. Are you afraid of the dark things? Where kind of spooky stuff happens to kids, but like, there's there. Some of them are much more fun. Okay. Like, not that Are You Afraid of the Dark wasn't fun, but like, they're they're pretty fun. I would recommend if you. They're hard to find nowadays. Okay. Um, okay. They were on Netflix for a while, but I don't think they're on anymore. But yeah, they're they're a lot of fun. Do I you recommend In the Walls, um, Ice Cream Man, Ice Cream Man, uh, that was Ice Cream Man one. was a good yes. one because it's that's a, the, it's that's a the it was drug... like a metaphor. Yeah, yeah, it's a metaphor for like heroin addiction. Yes, 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 yes. That's the one you made me watch. Yes. Only the bold get the creamy cold. Yes. <laughs> Do you know you know the game, of course, where you say a number between one and sixty-two, and that defines your goosebump self, right? <gasps> oh, yes, I do. I'm I'm well familiar <laughs> with that game. Eva, Eva, what number are you? I would be seven. Oh. Evan, seven. Oh, you're a knight of the living dummy. <laughs> That's <gasps> that is that is you to a T, my friend. <laughs> you're of course a knight of the living dummy. I think that was one of the more popular properties because oh, he came back oh, a couple times. Slappy right? was yeah. Knight of the living dummy two was number thirty one. Knight of the living dummy three was number forty. Yeah, of course. Monster Slappy. goo. 
Monster Goo, sure. Or Monster Blood, that's what it was. We're talking a lot about... Uh, hey, what's s- yours? Scary. Th- uh, I would don't. be number... I'm not looking. Mine would be number 55. Uh, I'm the blob that ate everyone, which is <laughs> for, for my garbage mouth. That not is a bad not, one. not a bad one at all. Um, so, uh, Ebbo, we're talking about a lot of scary stuff, which is, of course, apropos, as it is... Scary cyst mass murder. <laughs> <laughs> Decided I would Wait, just gild the lily. <laughs> scary cyst? Like, as in, like, the cyst could be benign or malignant? Yeah, it's scary cyst mass murder. You have <laughs> to, you have so to say a, the whole... It's someone who gets, like, a brain tumor, uh-huh. and then it, like, pushes on their parietal lobe or the frontal lobe, whatever Correct. the lobe that... And it turns you into a, so- a sociopath, like a psychopath. Yeah. Mass murdering uh, sociopath. That sounds exactly what this holiday is all about. Um, That's one of my like greatest, deepest fears is that like, I'll, I remember watching like a TLC show back in the day and like this guy was, this British guy was like, well, I was driving my car and then I um, hit a bump and I bumped my head and then uh, my brain changed <laughs> forever. <laughs> yeah. And like, it was just like, it had taken away like the part of him that loved his wife and children. Oh my god. She was like, well, I'm going to stay with him because there's nothing else I can do. And he's like, well, I thought I could just get a house, you know, you know, be by myself. Wow. He's like, you know, I still, I'm still around them all the time, but, um, you know, I don't, I don't really feel anything. And I know I used to, but I just don't, it's not that I don't like them. It's just, I don't like them. Wow. Is this a, is this anecdotal or is this something that you actually saw? This is something I actually saw. Right. But it was on, it was on like TLC and this is back in TLC showed something other than like, um, soccer mom right best best soccer mom <laughs> fights <laughs> like hmm. interesting um yeah i uh i that's like some real uh uh phineas gage shit right mm-hmm. he was he was the progenitor of that uh yeah. uh the first man to get his brain exploded yes and then he was a mean boy from that point on um yeah so uh, i mean we usually do um Halloween. This year we forgot. So we're celebrating our other favorite holiday. So usually we do Christmas in October. This year we're going to do Halloween in December. Well, normally I think. we do Hanukkah in October. Well, yes, that's and true. And now we're doing Halloween <laughs> on Christmas. <laughs> that's correct. You came up with this uh, genius plan, texted it to me, and I said, done, my friend, done. It's a nice little, it's the perfect, it's the perfect time of year. Uh, we're just finished with uh, with All in Good Time. It's the end of the year. We get a little spooksters up in here. I love it. Well, I mean, Christmas used to be a, a horror a horror show, right? Did it really? Yeah, that's what that's the, like Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol. Like it was, you know, the the be scary ghost stories and tales <laughs> of the like that's used to tell ghost stories on Christmas. How strange because it's uh because it's a holiday about Jesus uh, dying. Nope. There, the more I study history and the more I study culture. The more I learn, there's no fucking reason for anything we do. Like, you know, like everybody like thinks about traditions and stuff. And yeah, just somebody decided to tell a ghost story <laughs> on Halloween. And then everyone kind of caught on. And that was the sort of the thing that we did. And then, oh. you know, we did it for about 10 years and it kind of fell out of fashion. And then now everybody looks back and we can barely even remember it. Goodbye, Christmas pudding. <laughs> How fucking bizarre. Because the the idea that. That wasn't that long ago that we told spooky stories on Christmas. It wasn't like we're removed from that tradition for hundreds of years. Yeah. We we used to tell those stories. Do you do you think of uh, a, a Christmas story? What is that? What the Dickens Christmas Carol? Christmas Carol. Jesus, Christmas story is the one about Ralphie, isn't it? Yes. Um. Oh, they're both they're both kind of horror stories in some ways, mm-hmm. right? Shoot, your... He he does shoot his eye out. He gets his tongue stuck to that pole. <laughs> There's a lot of horrifying That's a shit. Kid. That's Christmas. flick. Oh, okay. I. 
Are, are you the type of person who watches Christmas Story every year? No, I watched okay. it a bunch as a kid, and then I haven't watched it for like ten years. I remember like TNT used to show it every fu- like when Christmas they would just do twenty four hours. hours of it, yeah. right? Yeah, and so it, they, that was kind of a thing in my family where you'd like start Christmas, you'd watch like the first twenty minutes of a Christmas story, and then like you do your Christmas and you come back and watch like the first <laughs> twenty minutes, and then another thirty minutes, and then so you, <laughs> sure. So that's how it got burned into my brain. Sure, sure, sure. That was uh, that was New Year's for me. We used to do uh, the Twilight Zone marathons, but it was different because you would mm-hmm. see a different episode. But mm-hmm. man, those I miss those. I miss having. 24 hour marathons of things that you could just leave on in the background and half pay attention to for for i don't know 13 hours out of your day yeah that's, one of, the, uh, that's one of the things that drew me to shutter the this horror streaming sure. service is they've got that like channel that just plays random their random selections from their movie thing so it's just a channel 24 hour horror channel that just plays you know just over and over again part of their hundred catalog movies do you have shutter I did, but then my son got old enough that he understood what was going on, so now I can't okay. watch horror movies anymore. Sure, 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 sure. Speaking of Christmas horror movies, though, I just saw the first half of Santa Jaws. Uh, oh, who, what the, the Christmas fuck? shark movie, now streaming on Amazon Prime. <laughs> oh my god, that sounds great. It uh, is. H- how was it? It was good? Uh, it was good enough that I stopped watching it halfway through and was like, I'm going to save this for when <laughs> I've got friends. Oh no, that's so sad. It's a Christmas movie. We should be watching it right now. Well, I'm going to redo all the holidays once in the summer. Oh no, we're going to redo all up. the <laughs> all, all the up. holidays? <laughs> that seems like a lot. I do feel like the first six months after quarantine are going to be overwhelming. Um, I feel like there's going to be parties every weekend until. I feel like there'll be parties for like the first month, and then everyone will be like, "Okay, yeah, just give me, give me a breathe, yeah. give me a breathe." All right. We watched Santa Jaws, and it was better than most sci-fi shark movies. Says bloody disgusting. Yeah. Uh, damn. It was, okay. It was good. Uh, I'll tell you, enough. I watched. It was good enough. I-, <laughs> <laughs> I watched a Christmas horror movie on Friday. Krampus. Uh, I watched uh, the, the Bare Naked Ladies Christmas special. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know what to expect. Regale me with this ghost story. Well, I uh, I, I I put my $15 into the slot, which I thought, that's a oh lot, God. but that's like how much I would pay for, like, I don't know, a theatrical experience. Plus, there mm-hmm. are three of us here watching it. So, like, all right, this $5 each. Whatever. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Turn it on. It was a fucking night it was so so bad it was 40 minutes long so number one you're not getting what you pay for you mm-hmm. are you're you're getting ripped off um it's like a buck 75 a minute there was there was a they, they there was a series no. of skits and sketches 75 cents a minute. i was gonna say buck 75 would be at least 40 dollars um <laughs> there was a, like these like sitcom sketches of like Ed, you little rascal! You were in the studio. Like naked TV. You forgot to buy everybody a present. It was, but it was without a hint of irony. They even had like a laugh track in the background. It fucking sucked. It was very bad. I will tell you the only redeeming factor of the whole experience was uh, they were doing uh, what the fuck is Star of Wonder? Star, what song is that? <laughs> gonna let you keep saying okay. I'm, en- I'm enjoying this uh their song Isn't was sarah- we three kings we three kings yes um sarah mclaughlin is on that on the album and so they mm-hmm. got uh somebody 
dressed up with like a monitor on their head and like a green bodysuit to just dance <laughs> and they imposed Sarah McLaughlin's face on the monitor and uh it was very very funny but that was truly the only funny thing that happened the whole time it was unbelievably bad was that worth $15 no it was not worth any amount of I I, I would have been ashamed had I pirated it I would have turned it off halfway through the only reason I kept going is because uh, I paid $15 yeah sunk costs sunk costs you know it yeah you're paying was... 37.5 cents a minute <laughs> <laughs> you, you just mathed it out. <laughs> yeah, I was I was ready to. I mean, dip if I'm going to embarrass myself on the podcast, which I do frequently, <laughs> I at least want to like correct myself so I don't get people adding me. Thirties with the uh, actual math. How many people have added you because of this podcast? No, none because I always correct myself. <laughs> sure, I do like that you went from a dollar seventy five down to thirty seven cents. I did the math wrong the first time. <laughs> I, I could tell. First, the denominators. Denominators. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So that was my that was my Christmas fun. Uh. And then actually, last night I watched the McElroy Candle Nights special. Was six dollars for two hours of hilarious content. That's the fucking way you do it, BNL. And it was all donated to charity. That's Jesus the way Christ! Money for nothing. Checks for free. Checks for free. That ain't working. <sighs> um. Ebo, do you have any other uh uh? Do you have any scary mass murder um uh traditions that you're excited about this year? Grim grinning ghosts come out to socialize. <laughs> they came from under the ground and from all over. They've never seen so much food as this down there. There's half as much food as this. <laughs> I love that fucking tune. Uh, okay. One. All right, cool. So I assume that is a no. <laughs> That's fine. All right, well, maybe we should just get well, around. We should make a, we, let's make a tradition. Okay, you sure. Me, you and me. Is, it, is this a very good ladies theme? This is how tradition starts. So yeah. everyone on this podcast now no we'll tradition, tradition like a new tradition. And, yeah, and then hundreds of years in the future, people will be like, oh, did you know that they used to um, eat a square, just a little tiny square of their blanket every uh, Christmas just That's for good luck? not a bad year? one. I don't. Now, is this Bare Naked Ladies themed, or is this just uh, something silly that we start doing? I don't know. I don't know. Let's, let's see where, let's see where okay, the night takes right, us. All right. See where the, so this should, where be, the... <laughs> this should be a... Uh, a, 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 a uh, zip, zap, zap. Zip. zip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tossing you a yellow ball, green ball. Um, okay, so uh, this is a something that has to do with eating. I like that idea. So this yeah, is something yeah. you eat. Best on, traditions. Best traditions have to do with eating. This is something you eat uh, at midnight uh, between Christmas Eve and Christmas. Uh, so you have to do it in order to get good luck from Santa Claus uh, for the coming year. Um, or else, if you don't do this, it will never turn into the new year for you. Because if you don't know, Santa also controls the new year. Okay, so you eat this on Christmas Eve before Christmas Day, but it's still like, you know, three or four more days till New Year's. Yes, a week before New Year's. Yeah, absolutely. But well, you because have... Santa needs time to he needs time to check on everybody. That is correct. That is correct. Because he can't do it all in one night. You know that that's true. So what? Review, oh, because he sends an elf to do it, right? Correct. So, so what do you eat at at eleven fifty nine fifty nine on Christmas Eve uh, that transports you to the new year in seven days? Okay, let's think of a Christmas's food. Mm. We'll do a maybe something, a something cold, something cold, something cold. Oh, okay, and something Christmassy. What if it's a frozen O Henry bar <laughs> to to give the gift of the Magi their proper due? <laughs> Sounds perfect. Okay, great. You. <laughs> You just break a tooth on a frozen O. Henry bar. Eleven fifty nine fifty nine. Good. And then what do you whisper into the cold night? Oh, you do this outside, by the way. Oh, absolutely. And you have to do it in, in fewer Santa clothes. Can't, 
Santa can't fucking see you in your house, okay? That's correct. He's already <laughs> been to your house that night. He's not coming back. Which means that you could do... when he, he sees you when you're sleeping. He only sees you when you're sleeping when you're camping. Other than that, he does well, he not. he sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake, but he can't actually see you. <laughs> sure, if you're inside your house, he's fucked. You can do all the horrible things you want to do in your house. All the depraved, disgusting things. Um, but... Uh, I think you okay, have to. So wait, so wait. He sees if he. I'm sorry. I have to. I have to like it, uh, break up. Break up on the lines of that song Let's again. Do like it. He, he sees you when you're sleeping. Uh huh. So he can. He's watching you sleep. Okay. Right? Sure. Or he might not be watching you, but he definitely sees you. Okay. <laughs> uh, he knows when you're awake, right? He knows if you've been bad or good. So he knows if you're awake, and he knows if you've been bad or good. But he doesn't know why. He doesn't get the whys and wherefores. Yes. Yes. He just has a a, a <gasps> needle in his brain that goes from bad. So to good. that that frozen oh henry bar what that does is it short circuits his like uh, algorithms <laughs> sure absolutely <laughs> tell him whether you're ba- so if you've been especially bad oh. this year frozen oh henry bar sure he absolutely. Know what to do. yeah it, i love that i love that okay he just cool gets back like uh null, null responses <laughs> okay. and he has to leave hashtag toys. forward slash n a <laughs> yes okay all right so this this short circuit santa's uh by by yeah. just so we're not gonna get you're not going to get any presents, but you're not going to get a lump of coal either. I like that. Okay. So it's oh, just it's, a wash. It's your it's your last gambit if you think you've been bad. Because if you think you've yeah. been good, you could just go through with it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I like it's that. It's a risk. It's a risk one way or another. <laughs> this is the uh, the Hail Mary pass at the end of the game. Yeah. That's where he either he either sends the Krimbus or he sends the Krampus. But do we do you have to whisper something as well? Do you have to whisper some sacred string of numbers that also gets into his brain? Yeah, it's like equals V lookup open parentheses. (laughs) Santa's just a very... Santa stands for sheets, parentheses Google, and (laughs) not... Numbers. (laughs) And numbers uh, Um, that actuaries, parentheses use. (laughs) Sheets, Google, and numbers that actuaries use. Cool. It's just a line of code. <laughs> yeah. you, can, you can decompile Santa. Santa's just a, a malicious AI or a beneficial AI, depending on who yeah, you are. I mean, yeah. Wow. Well, he's a he's a harsh but fair AI. Well, he's a, <laughs> I feel like he he's definitely an algorithm of some sort because back in the day, he was kind of a shit, right? He'd like either give you, I don't know, a piece of candy in your shoe or a lump of coal or send like a fucking beast to shrive you with a you know whips yeah right yeah and now he mostly just gives toys right and yeah. shit like that like I he think... doesn't we don't really hear of santa punishing anybody so he's definitely an algorithm that like just gets fed he's fed learned. more and more like holiday garbage sure. and now he knows he knows what the people want and sure. it's presence all the time good or bad soon he will be delivering exclusively coke to exclusively children who have submitted to jeff bezos <laughs> that's gonna be his, his final form is capitalist santa um Speaking of capitalist Santa, Ev, we have a banger this week. Let's talk about this week's song. <laughs> this week's song is called Grim Grinning Ghosts for our Scary Sist Mass Murder. And if you've never heard it before, here's a quick sample. Ebo. Yeah, man. Here it is, my friend. Um, Grim Grinning Ghost. This is a quickie. This song uh-huh. will uh will fly by you. Uh it is what, like like buck, a minute buck 35 a, or something like that? Man, it's a quickie for sure. 
Um, but boy, is it fun. It's a good song. What? Uh, what? Straight off the bat, did you have any impressions of like? Did you like it initially? Did it grow on you? I really. I mean, I liked the song, but then again, I liked the song back when I heard it when I was a kid in the haunted mansion. Right? If they didn't, it's a good. It's a great song, and the bare naked ladies or bare naked ladies do it really well. Right. But that's all it is. It's just them singing this song. See, I didn't. Th- I think it's them putting a bare naked lady spin on it. The original song is five and a half minutes long. They shed all the theatrics of the original Grim Grinning Ghosts, which is great, and they play it like they're fucking madmen. They just mm-hmm. jam through this song, which I love. So it's, I mean, it's, you're right. It's not like lyrically dense or anything. They didn't add anything to it, uh, uh, you know, semantically. But I think the feel of it is entirely different. You don't think so? Well, I mean, I've heard, ver- like, there's like a hundred versions of it out there. So they just played like a faster version of it. And See, it, it kind of bummed me out because I was expecting them to do something more with it. Oh. Than just, you know. And, but, I, but I bet, you know, well, never mind. Like, I don't think they, like, did it for Disney, did they? They did, they just, in fact. Oh. Yeah, well, this... that probably, they probably had some little mouse looking over their shoulder going, um, excuse me! <laughs> excuse me, sir! Uh, this was on an official Disney CD called Disney's Music from the Park, which was recorded in 1996. So this was before Bannicked Ladies were really a, kind of a hot commodity. Uh, Are they you fucking were... kidding me? So Steve's in this? This is Bope's era. Yeah, I didn't hear Steve's voice at all. Steve is not. I mean, Steve is somewhere in it, but he's certainly not. This is an Ed, uh, an Ed song, obviously. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, this is this is like classic, classic BNL shit. Um, shoma, shoma. Yeah, and uh, and it's kind of interesting. Other people on this album are uh, Linda Ronstadt, um, the Pointer Sisters, Olivia Newton-John, Tim Curry. Uh, does a song from this album. Anything um, can happen on Halloween. <laughs> he actually, what song does he do for this? Uh, I don't have it uh, right here in front of me, but uh, he does the Ballad of Davy Crockett from Frontierland. Whoa! I'm kind of curious. Yeah, You're these are... have a British a British screen actor doing uh, American <laughs> like. I wonder if he puts on a puts on a you know an american accent I, for d- it. I don't know yeah it's it's very exciting to, to We're think gonna drop about. a little bit of that in right here <laughs> davy davy crockett king of the wild frontier Yeah, so there's a there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on on the CD. A lot of a lot of great uh, artists, and then also a lot of artists of the day, like the Rembrandts, the people who do the Friends Ooh. theme song. I'll be there before uh, you do. Uh, I'll be there before I'll be you. There, Scooby Doo. <laughs> Take six, who I think were like a Disney band. All these other bands. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's it's now way out of print. Um, but it's kind of wild that this was like. That they they tapped bare naked ladies for this song um, out of all the bands I mean, they could tap in 1996. Yeah, I guess. I mean, probably bare naked ladies had the had the mix of wholesomeness and complete unrecognizability because it's yeah. like Bope's era. Like, I mean, Gordon was a great album, and then they had two sort of I don't want to say lackluster albums, but albums that were you know kind of staying the course. Sure. And so they were like, you know, they probably were cheap enough, and also. You know, they had enough name brand recognition, like na- name recognition, that you know that it was exactly what. And also, they're they're never really. I mean, everyone. I guess they're a wholesome band. They still are, but at the same time, like they're still singing songs about like, you know, 
I mean, Bopes Shitty gave us boyfriends killing themselves. Yeah, songs about sex workers and like there's mm-hmm. yeah there's there's a lot of, of shit going on in their albums, which is and their name is Bare Naked Ladies, which I know we've talked about before, but like it's amazing that they achieved the commercial success that they achieved. I don't know, um, especially with this talent, buddy. That's just pure. That's pure talent. fucking talent. You're 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 giving yourself a handicap from the very beginning, and then you still win the race. Mm-hmm. They're they're geniuses. Um, I don't, I'm not a Disney boy. So you, you've heard this song previously. This is the first time I oh, ever yeah. heard this song was this Bare Naked Ladies version here. Uh, is this your favorite version or do you like the original park version? Um, I, I couldn't really tell you because I've heard the original park version a lot and well, there's like 10 versions in the park. Oh, like, okay. You go through the ride and there's like 10 different, you know, variations of the song. Yeah. Um, and you know, I don't. I wouldn't say that the song was what stood out to me about the uh, haunted mansion. <laughs> sure. Uh, so I can really tell you. Okay. I, yes, this is my favorite version of the song. Okay, we'll great. That's exactly what I wanted. Um, hey, these ghosts in this song, they're scamps. They're just like being real silly and mm-hmm. like they're 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 daft, as they say. Bones are their money. <laughs> it's true. Um, I don't know. This is a very cute. I love the lyrics to this song. Uh, obviously, as I said, BNL didn't write them, but they're 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 very silly. Um, these ghosts are are good times ghosts. They're not the scary ghosts that you would get normally on Halloween. Yeah, um, I mean, the haunted mansion is sort of like morbid kookiness, right? Is it okay? Okay, okay, good. That's yeah. what I wanted to know. Um, like an ad- you get a real Adams family vibe. Oh, that's fun. I like that. Okay, um, and there's a lot of, but there's a lot of scary, at least weird stuff in this song. We've got like. Uh, the breakdown in this song with like the screaming and the gibbering and the crying and like <laughs> it truly feels like you know BNL at the Mountains of Madness sort of uh, uh, a very strange take on what's happening here. But it's fun. I I don't uh, Kev giving us the uh, start to shriek. He's peak Kev. Boy, I love that part. Creepy creeps with eerie eyes. Yeah, I don't know. There's there's a lot of fun, spooky silliness in this song that they, they inject into it that I don't know if uh, was especially in the original. Um, it is. Okie dokie. A lot of stuff for both of us in this song. The opening, the ethereal opening leading into uh, a big hand clap is the perfect Ev Seiki mashup, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that one is, uh, that's us to a T. I don't know, what what stood out to you? I have so many notes, I feel like I'm just running through them. Was there anything that, that really... Uh, I want you to run through all your notes so you're just uh, Hokey running blind dokey. the rest of the thing. No, I liked, uh, um, I felt like uh, Kev's piano obviously was a standout for me, him just being like very frenetic. And yes. I think that Jim on the bass going like, going ham on that bass was fun too oh, i didn't even note that yeah he's just running through this whole thing like he starts out like at a sprint and yeah. just never lets up it's frenetic um, i do like ed's voice low like i don't feel like we get a lot of ed's voice like hello my name is ed and i live in a shack like, yeah. I don't really like... <laughs> that was wild but i loved it i i noted that as well how remarkably deep his voice goes but he doesn't seem like he's straining or like it sounds no, no, no. great I think that's sort of his natural voice, and I think that he goes a little higher for his normal singing. You think in BNL he's been disguising himself this whole time? Well, I mean, people singing. I don't, Saker. I don't know if you know this, but people <laughs> singing voices are often different than the voices they use to I've converse. I've been told that that is true. 
everyone uh, everyone makes fun of my rapping voice listeners because it's I like your rapping voice. six octaves higher than my normal voice for some <laughs> reason. <laughs> That's just where I go. Um, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, I don't know. We've heard him in interviews and stuff. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose his voice is kind of deep, isn't it? Um, but yeah, he and and Ed is not. Despite the speed of the lyrics, there's no mush mouthing in this song. Uh, which well, this is back in the day when Ed could Ed could pull it off. Yeah. Now he's gotten a little slower in his old age. It's true. The voice just doesn't run as fast as he used to. Yeah. Even I mean, we're going from this song to uh, our first song of the new year, which will be Limits, and uh, we we can hear a definite uh, transition to mushmouth them <laughs> going whatever <laughs> 10, 15 years. Jesus Christ! Hold on, nineteen ninety six, two thousand six to two thousand thirteen. Good lord! Right? Yeah. So yeah. seventeen years later, man, we're really doing the time warp again with this one. I'm having a good time. Um, boy, I don't know what, what, uh, what, what Tim Curry, what, uh, would, would Steve have improved something in this song? I'm wondering where he fell. I don't think Steve, I seldom say this about Steve, but I I seldom, I don't think that Steve could handle the vocals in this song. That might be true. That might be true. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but I, it feels, even though this is a Bope song that really doesn't feature Steve, it feels like peak bnl to me mm-hmm. like those the harmonies especially in the last few seconds are glorious like yeah this is I like the yeah the come out to socialize where they're like it's very ghostly yes yeah to socialize but i mean you got to consider this is the lead up to stunt this was like right after bob so like this is mm-hmm. the peak peak career for them Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it is, it's a wild, a wild swing and a wild song, but I, I do love this. Um, Ty's got some really weird, interesting work on the rim of this song. He does a little tap dance routine near the end of the first verse on the, mm-hmm. on the rim of his drum. He's just doing a lot of like atypical, interesting drum work that, I mean, he's the, f- he's the master. He's so, so good. Everyone is so good in this song. These are good boys, and I like These them. We justify doing spending years of our life on this podcast. <laughs> we truly have to make this ourselves is all sick. worth it. These people are so good, and they're deserving of our time and yours, listeners. Ev, did you listen to the live version of this song? Oh hell yeah! Ten thirty, twenty ten, live on stage with Ed doing a hand hand cam. Twenty ten. They did this song fourteen years later, and they did it perfectly. Yeah unreal to me i and i checked to see how often they did this song like oh maybe this is in their rotation according to setlist off fm they've never done it live so 14 years later they're like hey you know that really difficult song that requires us to play at the top of our game and fucking like rap super fa- like let's just let's do that as a little one-off little halloween fun today that's incredible how talented these boys are um yeah, I don't well, now know. We have to, someone needs to request it on Stephen Page's like. <sighs> I would love that. Rage in the page, or whatever. <laughs> page in the cage, whatever he does. I, they're live at home, but Rage in the page is so much better. Page in the cage is also good, despite all my page. Uh, mm. So this it's is still just a rage in the cage. Yes, this is the this is the all in good time era we're talking about now. Mm-hmm. Steveless and missing nothing. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I it's perfect. Yeah. Uh, Ed, I don't think Steve had too much to add to this song. No, I think you're exactly right. They're, they're, Ed's spooky eyes were great. Where he just like it's just him like 
looking right down the fucking barrel of the camera with wide eyes yeah. as he like rotates around. Yeah, it was very strange. Speaking of spookiness, did you see the the one frame jitter they added in here? No, is so, it? Uh, it's a dick. Well, I wondered. I thought it might be some subliminal spookiness, right? <laughs> so I was, I, I, I went through YouTube and like pause, 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 play, pause, play, pause, play, and like tried to hit it perfectly, and I finally got it. And this, my friend, is what I was rewarded with. One frame of Ed accidentally being sideways in the uh, <laughs> in the frame instead of I thought it might have been some cool subliminal message or something, but no, it's just it's it's Ed's phone fucked up for a half a second, which was a real bummer. Um, yeah, or did it? Or did it? Or maybe it was a ghost doing a little spooky scamp thing that he loves to do. But I don't think so. Oh. Um, this is the same fun under the same sun. This proves it. This proves that these boys are still out there, uh, living their summertime and doing their thing. Um, Ed does a great improv in it too. His little UNICEF improv. That was very funny. I laughed at it. Uh, Ebbo. That's all I had about Grim Gritting It's like a minute 30 of a song. It's great. It's not their lyrics. There's nothing to say about it. Is there? It was originally sung by Thurl Ravenscroft, who you may remember as the voice of Tony the Tiger from the That's great Netflix commercials. <laughs> I had no idea. Interesting. That he's a singer yeah. as well. Uh, well yeah, I mean he's a voice actor, so I'm sure he does everything. Oh. And this is like back in the fifties and shit, right? Where where you had to sort of be a a dancer and a singer and a wingle dingle and sure. all that good stuff. Sure, sure, sure. You had to be a, a multi talented uh yeah, boy, everybody back then was so uh talented <laughs> and well, nowadays i think that you had to be sort of cross-trained right if you're an actor you also need to be a dancer yeah okay like sort of thing yeah that and i think out. well i think that 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 comes from the like the vaudeville roots of you know movies right because sure back in vaudeville you'd be doing like 60 minutes of mimicry and then yeah. voices and then a comedy <laughs> some routine puppet act some yeah, yeah. you're right uh, I wondered if if Tony the Tiger ever sang anything before this song, and indeed, uh, Thurl Ravenscroft, which is a perfect uh, yeah. scary systematic murder name, uh, also sang "You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch," uh, which is perfect for his deep ass voice. Uh, the guy who wrote this was Buddy Baker, was a uh, like a. Uh, songwriter for a lot of the things in Disney Park. He also wrote like the Pirates of the Car- No, that wasn't him. That was a uh, Francis Xavier um, Atencio. The, the the lyric writer of this also wrote the uh, um, Pirates of the Caribbean. I think. Okay. You know, yo ho, yo ho, a pirate's life for me. Oh, That's where one? sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. You know that one? I'm I'm vaguely familiar. With- Again, I'm not a Disney boy. I, I've uh, been well, to the park once when I was five, and I remember. Oh, no, I had a my uncle worked well works there now. My uncle and aunt work there, so we would get. Oh, that's like amazing. the passes oh. yeah it was fucking great we wouldn't have been able to afford it oh, had sure. we not had like family who worked there so they'd, they'd get us in for the day and yeah. we, you know you get the park hopper and just fucking go ham that it was rules. great a lot of fun that sounds fun um boy he did tony the tiger up to his death in 2005 he did the role yeah. of tony the tiger for 52 years but hey, man they, when you if it works it works when you got it flaunted i guess yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, wow. So, wait, but you don't live near a park, so you would just fly down there and then go to the park for free? Well, I mean, you'd get, um, my, fa- my family, my father, when, <laughs> as a, as a wedding present to my mother, uh, bought a timeshare in 
Hilton Head. Sure. Um, and so they've, we've just had this timeshare. And one of the things you can do with timeshares is trade them. So what they would do is trade the timeshare out. Sure. Someone would stay from, you know, wherever the fuck. And they would stay in Hilton Head and my family would go down to Florida. Right. And stay there. Sure. Genius. So basically it was, it wasn't a free vacation, but it was pretty fucking cheap. Yeah, for sure. Wow. That's, that's incredible. You get, you had one of the few people to benefit from a timeshare was your father. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> um, Ev, did you have any other comments about this song? the haunted mansion movie with eddie murphy in it. <laughs> did you watch I thought that this, that's where i thought this might have been from was the haunted mansion i have, I have not watched the haunted mansion movie do you want i just i just heard it was terrible do you want to do a double feature of santa jaws and haunted mansion when we get out of quarantine <laughs> i feel like i have much better christmas movies to watch than haunted mansion well but eddie murphy learns boy they really tried hard once pirates of the caribbean hit it big huh Haunted yeah. Mansion as their second one. That sucks. Were they trying to do? Did Johnny Depp appear in Haunted Mansion? Were they trying to make like a, a no. Disney theme park extended a, D, a DPTEU? I remember it being like a the Haunted Mansion movie was like a um, Eddie Murphy and his family. He's like a real estate developer. He's like one of those like liar liar situations where like I don't care about my kids enough. <laughs> okay, you know sort of things. I'm I'm married to my job. Sure. And then uh, he learns to love his family more. Sure. And there's also a ghost thing, and like it's from the past, <laughs> and like a white plantation owner fell in love with a uh, uh, one of his servants. Oh of boy! Course, it's not a slave, but it's a servant, right? Because it's a Disney movie. Sure. And then, you know, the they were murdered because the fucking seneschal Yikes. of the plantation didn't want them to be together, and then everything turns out okay in the Good end. Good lord! How bizarre! How bizarre! How bizarre! <laughs> Um, I am amazed that, uh, that, that, that was a movie that they thought would be a good follow-up to Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, this was like right in the beginning when no one knew that Eddie Murphy was like just in a tailspin, uh-huh. like theatrically. Sure. This was, was this, this was after Pluto Nash though, wasn't it? Uh, probably. That sounds right That's to me. That's the movie I'd rather watch <laughs> than, uh, Pluto Nash. Haunted Man. Jesus Pluto. I've never seen Pluto Nash. Uh, I remember renting it when I was little, um, uh yeah, boy, a theatrical film. That was a Guillermo del Toro. Oh no, he left his deal with them, and then somebody new came in. Um, wait, what? Hold yeah, up, Guillermo del Toro was gonna do Haunted Mansion, so it had just been like twelve hours of them torturing the children. I'm sorry, they're doing a reboot of Haunted Mansion. Ooh, and uh, Guillermo del Toro was attached, but now uh, some new people are attached uh, yeah. as of August so, 28th, yeah, 2020. Guillermo del Toro's Haunted Mansion would just be mostly focusing on the children. Bad things would happen to them, and then they would die in the yep, end. Yep, that would be a good, that would be a great, t- and there needs to be more children's horror. I think children's horror is a blast, and I want to. I, I cannot, I cannot see children in peril. That's like one of my, like, switches that tripped in my brain sure. yeah what? so like i see children in peril and i'm like what if my child was in peril and then i just spend the next like <laughs> 20 minutes in a cold sweat imagining like myself being unable to help my child who yeah. is in harm's way Ugh. that would be that's it's just not fun for me not that it ever was fun to see children get hurt or sure. scared or anything like that but um there is give me my goose give me my goosebumps <laughs> give me my haunting well, that's hour, what i'm talking about my, that's children's horse that's yeah, what I'm talking yeah. about. I'm fine with that. Okay. All right. That's that's the exactly what I'm saying. Oh, I don't mean children in horror. I mean horror for I'm like, children. Not, I'm not talking like Jacob's Ladder or like Pan's <laughs> okay. Labyrinth level. Like, um, like Guillermo del Toro is what I was talking. I totally forgot, and I've even seen the trailer for it. They're making a Jungle Cruise movie uh, with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. So there's a mm. maybe this is they they really are pushing hard for those Disney theme park rides. 
Uh, it was uh, delayed from 2019 to 2020, and then again to 2021 due to the pandemic. So that's well, an easily exploitable. You know, the thing is, like, that's where like Universal Studios and Disney like break because Universal Studios has to do like movie rides because that's what Universal has. Sure. So like they have to keep putting out these fucking movies like King Kong and like when I went to Universal, you know, five or six years ago or whenever, um, they still had a Mummy ride from like the Brendan Fraser Mummies. Wow. And like a men in black ride. Like, so they have to like bang it. But like Disney, they've got these rides and they're not necessarily based on anything. Right. And you can like base them. Like they, in Epcot, they took away my favorite, which was the, like the Scandinavian pavilion and they replaced it with like frozen shit, mm. which I was not a fan of. But, um, but like it gets people interested in the rides into the theme park, I think. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is there, is there, their idea butts and seats that's the important part it's the same ride it's butts just different theming buggies right i mean i remember people were super i'm not this is the ninth time i said i'm not a disney boy even though i keep saying things about disney that i know but uh when they changed uh, uh tower of terror from uh, they changed it from the twilight zone tower of terror to uh the like guardians of the galaxy star lords big day ride <laughs> and people were fucking pissed because i guess you know i mean there's there's a lot of emotion uh nostalgia related to that tower of terror ride remember when that scene in guardians of the galaxy where star lord fell <laughs> 22 floors well here we are again yep it's, it's called star lord and the story of the stairs and it's just you watch a little video of him falling down the stairs and you experience <laughs> the same sort of jilting, like, falling <laughs> on the stairs. It's a lot of fun. Um, Ebo, I think it's about Emo, time Emo. we rate this song. Evan, as usual, we rate this song on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed. The more songs this clothes is wearing, the worse it is. The fewer songs this clothes is wearing, the gooder. So on a scale of songs to clothes, where this song fallen for you, buddy boy? The year <laughs> is 20... 20- 28 uh-huh quarantine has never ended for me <laughs> oh no is this like a situation where you're trapped on an island and you didn't know this world like war ii this is like a patient zero situation where everybody gets um the vaccine everyone gets the vaccine and i get the vaccine but it doesn't take and not only does it not take it like it like makes me super a super carrier okay that, like i get this like super version of uh um covid that i can spread to anyone sure and there's nothing that can stop it like just looking at me uh gives you COVID. you're the medusa of covid yeah, essentially. So they've like locked me in my house and there's like a fence around my house and my only my only outside contact is this bare naked ladies podcast that I do with my co-host. <laughs> no one else is allowed to zoom you? No. Okay. No, because even you have to turn off the the thing. The, well, the, um, see, when they gave me the vaccine, I turned into a super barrier instead of a super carrier. So you can look at me all you want, but I can never ever ever catch covid again. So yeah, we're just doing. We've done all the bare naked, and, I, and for some reason, it's it's only during the the in the context of a bare naked lady podcast that I am non contagious. <laughs> okay. So we've gone through the whole, we've gone through all the albums. We've gone through all the sub albums. We've gone through like the fucking thought of you like looking at your partner and child, but having to talk about born on a pirate ship with tears in your eyes, just so you won't <laughs> infect them, like stroking their faces. Like Stephen is really good on this album. My love break your heart. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. So we're, we're back around. <laughs> we're back around. We started We started from scratch. Uh, we've come <laughs> back to... We have to. Oh, we've done everything. Okay. We've started over, and now we're back at the point How where we're doing... How killed uh, yourself? Grim granning grandpas. Okay. Again. And I'm sitting there, and I think I've realized. I think I've figured it out. 
uh, I've seen through the lyrics. I know what the bare naked ladies are trying to tell me. Uh-huh. And so I'm sitting there with all the versions. You, you turn on your Zoom and there's just like, um, I've written the lyrics <laughs> on the walls of my room. And I'm just sitting there naked and uh, like surrounded by like this uh, this intricate uh, constellation of papers, all with lyrics scribbled on them. And I'm like sticking them on myself with uh, like my sweat and my grease because I haven't, I haven't shaved, I haven't washed my hair, I haven't taken a bath in months. And I'm just like, my fingernails are all Howard Hughes level of long. And I'm just talking, I'm like, oh, I'm out to socialize. <laughs> the demons, the demons shriek and the, and the moon climbs higher or a dead oak tree and spooks come from the night spree. And you're like trying to like keep me on track and things like that. And I'm just like <laughs> clicking my nails and talking about how, um, you know, when you hear the nail of the Requiem bow, it glows, gleam, and spirits dwell. But I'm I'm sitting there and I'm covered with uh, I'm covered with paper, I'm covered with all the all the lyrics. So I'm uh, I'm wearing uh, probably fifty sheets of paper. Okay, and they're all grim grinning ghosts, and you can kind of, you can see through them because they're like because it's like oil, so they're stuck to sure. me, and you can like see a nipple through them, and you can definitely see like the outline of my junk. Um, and I'm taking them off. I'm like ripping them off, like reading them a little bit. Like, see, see here, Sager. Do you see exactly what he's trying to say here? And if you put, if you put like not a little hole in the page and put another page on the back so you can see another word through, do you see this version of Francis Xavier Atencio, animator and imagineer, wrote lyrics for the Haunted Mansion of Pirates of the Caribbean? Yo ho ho. If you put Pirates of the Caribbean back here, you can see the muse. And I finally figured out, I figured out the cure. I figured out the cure. And then like I have a heart attack on. on oh, and wow. I and I, I still publish like the episode because God, we're going to get them ratings. You got it. Because I mean, we both said that that we wanted our families to hear us die. <laughs> oh, wait, no, you did. I didn't. Yes, I want I want my family to suffer. Uh, but I've changed my opinion since then, now, now that I've uh, descended into pure, <laughs> pure unadulterated, grim, grinning madness. Lost your fucking mind. Uh, okay, cool. So um, mine is... Uh, Boy, it's December 26th, and uh, well, I am... 1963. 1963. <laughs> uh, no, it's 1987, uh, uh, but I'm a grown man, and I'm taking out the garbage <laughs> because my family has just finished Christmas Day, and we have a wrapping paper up to our asses, so I got to stuff all this wrapping paper into this garbage can, push it down with my foot, and I'm, I got one of these big silver classic garbage cans that I'm carrying it out mm-hmm. to the curb mm-hmm. um and of course as i'm, I'm carrying it out to the curb i'm kind of just like looking over the brim of it i'm carrying it very high so your neighbor is like hey did you, did you see um our 1978 1987 hit movie um <laughs> quickly quickly google quickly boy you had this joke queued up but didn't do any of the legwork i, I outran do you guys do you see a full, full metal jacket <laughs> <laughs> did you see uh silent night deadly night part two well did you see lost boys and so what happens see- is I think uh, from over my garbage can lid, I hear someone walking down the street, and then he's saying something to me. And I look over the lid, and I say, "Do you see La Bamba? <laughs> you see No Way Out? Do you see do you see Batteries Not Included? Do you see Can't Buy Me Love?" I say, "What?" And he says, garbage day. And he pulls out a fucking gun (laughs) and just shoots me straight through the garbage can into my heart. Um, And then just continues walking along. And my neighbor is concerned, but he has a curse. So he continues to say to me, did did you see Beetlejuice? Did you see uh, Matilda? Did you see... I don't. I don't. Do you see three men and a baby. Do you Thank see you. Untouchables? Do you see a Princess Bride? Do you see Adventures of Babysitting? Do you see? Do you see Harry's and the Hendersons? He's getting more nervous. Did you see Wicked City? Did you see Good Morning Vietnam? Did you see Wall Street? He's like screaming for his wife. Did you see Spaceballs? <laughs> Banging on the door. And the only thing I can say, 
I saw adventures in babysitting. It was bad. Predator, <laughs> Hellraiser. Um, and I think the the uh, the paramedic team gets there, oh, and the they have to they take the scissors to my fucking shirt and cut it off to inspect the bullet wound. And uh, this guy's running free. He's fine. Um, but the only thing that's left of me as I as I pass away with my family watching, which is exactly what I want, um, <laughs> is uh, they've cut the shirt and pants off me, and the only thing I have on is my shoes, my socks, my underwear, and my Christmas hat. Uh, so you know, this is a little bit of Christmas horror. This is really it's scary Christmas murder to a T, my friend. These grim grinning ghosts, they've come out to socialize, um, and it's it's a good song. It's a good song. Hey, Ev. We'll be right back with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Hey, Evan. Hey, Saker. Uh, what? <laughs> you could thank God. You could be You could be a citizen in any Disney movie. What oh. citizen of what movie right. would you be? You're goofy, so hang on. Let me put on my best Donald. <clears throat> I would be, I would be in the movie Jungle Book. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be a. Would you be a uh, uh, a human raised by animals, or would you be a uh, um, an, a talking animal? A racist caricature of a talking I animal. I think I would be. <laughs> you sound like a fucking gremlin. <laughs> do you, Donald is the hardest fucking voice. Yeah. What's your? Why did you pick? Can him? I hear Donald? I'm not gonna do it because my I would kill my throat and I'd just be rasping for the rest of this. I. <laughs> Uh, I have years of callus built up in my throat from... <laughs> yeah, you're a singer. You're a singer. I have uh, I have the calluses on my... Well, I used to for, like, handwriting, but now I've got the little... All I've got is the, the shiny part worn on my space bar. Yeah. I, I used to have cal... This, it's been fucking nine months. I used to have calluses on my fingers, and they were there for years because of working out and lifting weights in the gym, but they're finally gone. <laughs> I have smooth hands now like a pretty boy. <laughs> You have a scholar's hands. Oh, I hate that. I want to go back to the gym. Um, wh- who? I would be. Uh, gosh, what's a jungle animal? I would be a platypus. Is that a jungle animal? <laughs> Where are platypi found? Australia, man. Okay. They're marsupials. There's jungles in Australia, aren't there? There are. There's swampy areas. I don't know if they're jungles. Okay. Per se. I mean, they probably are, but like, I feel like you need like a, a rainforest slash like. You know, I don't know. <laughs> okay, uh, I would be a uh, giant panda. I, I don't feel like I, I am a giant panda. Because the Jungle Book takes place in India, doesn't it? Uh, does it really? Because it's, it's, it's Rudyard Kipling. Oh, and sure. Like, all of his shit takes place. Well, not all of it. It's either Britain or India. Sure, but, that makes sense. You know, like Mowgli, I think, is... I don't okay, know. I don't okay. Know. I what, what fucking... Now you've got me down this. I'm looking at just images of jungle animals. What the fuck jungle animal am I? I might be an okapi. I think I'm an Okapi. Okapi. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, oh, is that your little Pokemon uh, impersonation? Okapi. Okapi. Um, Ev, what jungle animal would you be? Some sort of something. I'd be like a fucking bush baby or something. No, I'm not cute. Boy, that... I'd be like a. I'd be like a fucking. I I lemur like some lemur that like just hangs up in the upper trees and never comes down to the ground sure. and is like I mean if you hear them in the distance they're kind of cool but like you know they never fucking shut up and they're super annoying sure I- and like the natives believe that I like spread evil spirits so they like shoot me oh, on sight it's fun <laughs> Bush baby sounds like a very racist 
term. I feel uncomfortable. It super does, but it's one of the cutest little okay. fucking <laughs> monkey. Look it up. It's one of the cutest fucking little things you'll ever I'm see. Looking, I'm looking it up. I feel like you might be a bongo. Does that sound right to you? A bongo. A bongo. They have these cute little, they look like they're painted on top and the paint is dripping down their sides. I kind of like that. You strike me as a bongo boy somehow. Oh, okay. So you're making me a, you're not making me a, any sort of simian at all. No, I don't know. I mean, I could see a baboon for you, but I don't know. Bongo boys seems good. Ooh, what about a capybara? Capybara is a good one. Capy, but I feel like people who think they're capybaras aren't capybaras. If you're a capybara, yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't know you're a capybara because you're so special. You're the mm-hmm. manic pixie dream girl of the jungle, I think. <laughs> the largest rodent. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. What Do you feel like you would be in a different Disney movie? What Disney movie would you be in? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm going to hear that voice in my fucking nightmare. Um, I guess, like, if I'm a citizen, right? I'm part of it. Yeah. Uh, not, I'm not like visiting. I'm probably like Alice in Wonderland. Oh, interesting. Because everybody seems like, everyone seems like they're having a good time in as much as they're capable of having a good time in that world, except for like the queen. I was going to say. But it doesn't seem like anyone has to, anyone has to interact with her. Right. Outside of like her like bailiwick, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And this is just the Disney version of the movie. I don't, I haven't read the actual Lewis Carroll book in like years. I, I don't know if I've ever seen the movie. I've definitely never read the book. Um, so I everything I know about Alice in Wonderland is just osmosis from pop culture. Um, yeah. So I think you would be a uh, if you were in it. Well, uh, you would be a you would be probably <laughs> um probably the March Hare. You've got a real March Hare vibe about you. March Hare. Okay. Uh, what is the March Hare's thing? So they're, he's with the Mad Hatter in the movie, and they're doing a tea party, a very unbirthday, an unbirthday party, and Alice comes in, and they basically, like, gaslight her. The whole movie is just gaslighting Alice for, like, 45 okay. minutes <laughs> okay. after she gets into Wonderland, <laughs> before she meets the queen. Uh-huh. They're just fucking with her, and then finally she starts crying, and they're like, okay, you you bore us. Go meet the queen. Okay. <laughs> like, basically, the, the Cheshire Cat oh. is like, oh, yeah, go see the queen. Who fucking cares about you anymore? You're just crying to yourself. I recognize March Hare looking at him now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's like yeah. a... He's like the more he's the more aggressive one. Sure. Um, the the Mad Hatter is just sort of more whimsical. So I would be I'd be the Mad Hatter to your March Hare. Sure. Um, and who would be our like teacup mouse? Um, I, I I don't know the Crypto Naturalist. I'm trying to think of who's the third member. Jared of this Anderson podcast. would be because the teacup mouse shows up to to recite a bit of poetry and then goes back into his teacup. One hundred percent. That's one hundred percent the Crypto Naturalist. All right, cool. So we got this down bad. Good. I love that he's the unofficial third member. Um, can I tell you a little bit about the March Hare? Uh, the March Hare is a chain whose contractor is Raym Lunettes. It has the ability to fake death, which helps Raym escape his attackers and proved to be so realistic that his comrades believed he was really dead. The March Hare was said to be a gentle chain, not suited for battle, but very useful in its own ways. Um, that is, of course, from the Japanese manga Pandora Hearts. I don't, I don't know what it is, but it is on the Wikipedia page for uh, March Hare. So it was just so wild uh, that I felt like I needed to tell you about it. A gentle chain. You know. ah, uh, the March Hare's chain is a gentle chain. <laughs> it's a joke for both me and you, and that's all. Um, uh-huh. Boy, that's interesting. So you would be the Mad Hatter. I like that for you. But I also feel like the March Hare is the Mad Hatter's sidekick. Is that true? 
the, the Mad Hatter is more in front, I think. Okay. He's more he's more like jibber jabbering, but I think the March Hare actually sort of controls what happens for the most part. Okay. Okay. And so on this podcast, like I feel like I feel like you're definitely the mover and shit. I am the leader. So okay. Alright. So am I wait, then I got confused. So am I the Mad Hatter or am I the March Hare? You're a power bottom. Okay. You're the March Hare. <laughs> Ebony's, Ebony's a Scrooge, famous power bottom. Um, do you, the March Hare <laughs> is named Thackeray Earwicket. That's such a good fucking name. I love it. Yeah. Uh, and of course, uh, you were played by Johnny Depp in the uh, movie version. Which uh, <laughs> me. <laughs> you're, you're, I forgot about you're that. You fucked up, kid. Oh, I thought I would take the I would thought I would take the Mad Hatter's role and make it just a little bit you know uncomfortable for everyone to be around <laughs> him at all times. Well, that's sort of what Johnny Depp does. <laughs> you're already I don't know the Mad Hatter in itself is just kind of a strange it's a sticky wicket for 2020 I would say right like mm-hmm. the fact that you've, you your whole character's thing is that he's crazy like that right. sucks. Yeah, I mean if I mean I'm just checking myself in as much as I would be you, but if yeah. I was on the movie I'd probably be the uh, um. Either the walrus from the walrus and the carpenter or the dodo. I, yeah, you don't see yourself as the uh, the caterpillar? I'm not a drug addict. Oh. I thought... Well, if I were the caterpillar, I'd be sitting on my fucking mushroom getting hammered. <laughs> and I would be very useless to Alice. <laughs> not that the caterpillar helps her at all, but I'd just be like, Take your fucking mind, mushroom, man. You're <laughs> your taste in your own fucking life. <laughs> your boomhauer from... Speaking of, yeah, man. <laughs> speaking speaking of boom, of boom power, power, a King of the Hill podcast where Jory is determined to prove to their guests that King of the Hill is the Citizen Kane of animated sitcoms. The last episode came out September 14th, 2019, over a year and a couple months ago. <laughs> season 1, episode 12, Single Plastic Female. The final episode of the podcast for season 1 and the 1997 Fox animated sitcom by Mike Judge, King of the Hill. Cat from Summer Twilight Book Club, another podcast that doesn't exist anymore, is here to go over being an embarrassing weird teenager with jory and bobby uh boy i had i had fucking dead letter society all queued up to read about uh horror films and movies and books uh and you just you threw me a curveball with that boomhauer voice i appreciate it although we could have easily done interstitial because we talked about disney this is every orange groves podcast commercial rolled into one that's i try to make these super easy for you saker but buddy you do it you do a good good job um oh boy oh boy well ev listen to this podcast drink a drink have a fun time and i'll see you again in next commercial next moment <laughs> yeah the, the evan and saker who do these are different people <laughs> these are our characters the commercial characters oh yeah We're back with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. I guess this is the time of the show when we spin that big wheel and figure out what the narrator of uh, this song is all about here. Uh, this song, our narrator segment is What's So Maybe About? What's So Maybe What's so About? Good, What's so maybe good Cop, Bad Cop, the narrator into a date with a mutual friend. <laughs> So the narrator. Okay, so let's figure out who the narrator is first. Okay. Uh, the narrator is the narrator is a is the narrator a ghost because he's talking about ghosts. He's explaining the ghost to you. Right. Is he like the is he like the uh, um like the grave t- keeper yeah. the grave tent the crypt keeper is he warning you against? No, uh, he says don't, don't close so. your eyes. Don't try to hide. For a silly spook makes it by your side. So like he's actually he's into it. 
Um, so maybe he is the, I like the idea of him being sort of a, a he's, it was, did Goosebumps have like a, um, a, a framing device, the Goosebumps TV show? No. Damn. Okay. Oh, the, 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 the haunting hour? No. Or haunting hour. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. Cause I feel like this is the narrator of this is a framing device. He's like, ah, yeah, he's a, he's the crypt keeper from tales from the crypt, but for kids. So what does that look like? What does a kid friendly um, crypt keeper look he's like? He's alive. First of all, <laughs> he's not rotting. Sure. Yeah. He's maybe just like someone in jail. That's scary for kids. <laughs> like a prisoner. We don't want to scare. We don't want to scare them just yet. Cause he has to be like, he has to be like welcoming in a certain way. Sure. And I, I, I imagine he basically, um, because this Crypt Keeper was originally for kids, right? Yeah. It's like these like Tales from the Crypt comic books were originally like, you know, sure. kid for kids to read. So he's still doing all the fucking puns. He's basically word for word the Crypt Keeper, except he's not like so garishly made up to look dead. Okay. Like he oh, it's the Crypt Keeper when he was alive. Okay. So what was his job? So like did he keep crypt? It's just John Casser. Okay. All right, that's fair. Who's John well, Casser? Well, he the voice of the oh, Okay, Keeper. easy peasy. Um so he uh he's like, I guess the Crypt Keeper must have lived in the house that he was in, right? Uh, uh lived, oh, in, in the Grim Grinning Ghost house? Well, yeah, because, like, the the Tales from the Crypt opening, like, it goes down the stairs in this fucking gothic mansion, okay. right? And you see him down in the basement as he comes up, like, ah, Tales from the Crypt, <laughs> <laughs> The most annoying version. <laughs> Tales from the Crypt, do you have any money for units, <laughs> Like, um, he, so he pops out, so maybe, I mean... So he had to be that he's buried there. Sure. So he has to have either lived there or been like some some way connected to there. Or, so or I, he I was, imagine he's living in this old. Or mansion. he was murdered there and buried in the basement. I mean, we're 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 okay. skipping. Okay. Yeah, and they just never exhumed That's his fair. body after the police were arrested. The Chris mass so if murder. He if he doesn't live in this mansion, this mass murderer's mansion, uh-huh. <laughs> because his mansion has a fuck ton of ghosts in it. So yeah, I feel like it is a mass murderer's mansion. There you go. Um, so what was he if he doesn't live in the I mansion? I don't know. And it's also a groundskeeper? It's strange. It could be groundskeeper. It's strange that he defines himself by his job. Like if I died, I wouldn't come back and go, it's the teacher. <laughs> <laughs> it's the podcaster. Yeah, that's a really weird fucking thing to do. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I guess he, so this is, he was the groundskeeper. I like, well, he was the mm-hmm. crypt keeper. He kept oh, the yeah, crypts, yeah. right? Because well, the thing is, like, so he knew that they kept getting filled up with bodies. <laughs> so is he an accomplice in these murders? Yeah, maybe he was murdered to like cover the tracks of what was happening here. Oh, he was probably blamed for it. Sure, he, the guy that so the real killer is still his up. partner made it look like a suicide, like and left the note like I did all this. Please don't look for anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't look for anybody else. <laughs> okay, so. Okay, we've gotten to the bottom of it. So this is a alive version of a mass murderer who has an accomplice. Okay, so, the live version of a accomplice to a mass yes. murderer. Yes. Okay. 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 So. Uh, oh, I didn't kill anyone, uh, Master Frodo. <laughs> so we're trying to hook him up with our mutual friend. So who's our mutual friend? Do we know he's an accomplice to a mass murderer? Um, I mean, I feel like we otherwise he's just some guy, right? So we have to have some context on him to make this an interesting segment. So we're hooking him up with somebody who is almost certainly going to be murdered over the course of the day. I don't know. Mass murderers don't kill their partners. They kill randos. He does. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, he's not the mass murderer. Again, he's an accomplice of the mass murderer. The mass murderer lives in the mansion okay, and kills okay, whoever okay, comes okay, in. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, so... We're thinking that yes, and the mass murderer would kill this person's partner to keep it keep keep the circle small. Okay, right, so right. we know so So we've got him in the interrogation room. We just lay out the uh the pictures of all of these men and women who have been who have disappeared sure. in the like like 
And he's just stonewalling. Okay, us. so who are we hooking him up with? Somebody who we want to die. Mm-hmm. Okay, a mutual, fr- a, mutual a mutual friend, friend of ours who we, want to <laughs> we <kill>. hate. <laughs> All right, so Ev, let's get down to it. Which of our friends do we hate? <laughs> let's let's talk about it. Well, last time we were. Last time we were trying to hook someone with a Captain Underpants, so I think it just has to be somebody we both are who no. we thought was a baby, but uh-huh. it was in fact we did think a it human was an adult. adult man. Yeah. Well, that's probably a little bit better. Sure. Okay. Well, um, well, maybe we want to hook them up with not somebody we want dead, but somebody we know. Oh, Chef Chef Bezos. Okay. All right. So he's our mutual friend. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, we know him. <sighs> okay. Who doesn't know Chef so Bezos? Let me get into character. Am I a good cop or the bad cop? We. You, I think. Well, I feel like that. I feel like that comes up during the course <laughs> okay, of play. Great. So again, for some reason, again, this person is a murderer. Didn't we try to hook up the person with Captain Underpants? He was a murderer as well somehow. Because well, yeah, because they have to be good cop, bad cop. So they have to be in in our in our interrogation cell for some sort of crime. Sure. Okay. So uh, okay. Oh uh, wow wow wow! Here we are, huh? You never thought we'd get you, huh? Isn't that right? Isn't that right? Yeah, interesting. Well, this is Detective Dickon. Uh, he'll be assisting us today. Uh, and, uh, of course, I am Detective Dickon as well. I've taken on his last name after this podcasting thing went professional. Yes. Uh, partners need to have the same last name per the new government regulations. Perfect. So I want you to take a look at these pictures. Mm-hmm. 27 people. Wow. Even more. That's a lot. They were boys with their car's summer jobs. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are you one of them? So, Mr. Gacy, uh, I... <laughs> I see that. Uh, oh no, this is Mr. Gacy's uh, groundskeeper. Uh, yes. So, Mr. Groundsy, um, interesting. Do you recognize any of these boys? You recognize them? No. No. Are you sure? Wow. Because um, we have video evidence of at least six of them coming onto the premises, going through the gate. Mm-hmm. Funny, you didn't know. Uh, what's the fucking freedom of information act read it (laughs) and you don't what's the one patriot act read it we we dumped your entire video camp video surveillance from your uh gate cam listen it's not a bad thing okay these kids could have just been visiting you i get it it's okay and this one it's weird that you didn't even recognize your nephew but this sort of little timmy gacy little timmy gacy um but you know what that's that's okay that happens but we're gonna get you out of here we know it wasn't your or does it it does. It does. <laughs> there was absolutely that was baseless. I'm sorry, my partner did that. Um, listen, all you have to. Do- I'm sorry. I just see the pictures of kids. See the pictures of young boys, and and young girls. And by young, I mean in their nineteen, late teens, early twenties. <laughs> it gets no, him, no child, no child left behind gets him here. Upset. So listen, all you have to do is tell us where these kids are now, and it's okay. We'll figure things out. Where are they? Hmm. Oh, oh, so they, so they somehow left out the back gate (laughs) and then went to Disney World and they're there and you're pretty sure that they stayed there. (laughs) You expect me to fucking believe that? Listen, listen, dumps this big bag of receipts on the table. (laughs) Look at this. Look at this. These are the Disney Park records from August 24th, 1947, 47 to 63 when it opened and to November 28th. (laughs) 2028 where we are currently interrogating now listen, you. not a single name not a single one of these kids ever went to disney world and by kids i mean 20 year olds again maybe, i want to be very clear maybe we can make this a little more enticing for you in some way do you like do you like expensive dinners i mean do you like expensive like drinks i have a friend and this friend is recently divorced 
and he is back on the market and he would really, really love to go on a date with you. You tired of eating fucking scraps, John Wayne? You tired of eating fucking scraps that your master gives we, you? We, we, we looked through, we saw all the Maruchan ramen packets. We looked through your fucking trash can mm-hmm. to find these receipts. And I don't know why you... You don't have to be scraping the fucking dinner plates anymore. Exactly. We know how he treats you. Jeffy B. We know how, uh, I don't know what's, who's John Wayne Gacy's? We know how, uh, Captain Jack Cosmo treats you. <laughs> what the fuck? That's the, uh, voice that told the, one of the serial killers to kill sure, people. What's sure, sure, sure. We broke guy? character oh, here. Zodiac Back into killer. character. Zodiac Back into killer. character. Back into character. Listen, you piece of shit. <laughs> Go switch in roles. Come on, John Wayne. <laughs> you fucking dipshit. You, this is hey. open and shut. Open and shut. And if you don't go on a date with Jeffy Boy, we're going to put you in the old Zapparino. That's what we Listen, call we the... we know you like to dress up as a crown. crown. Yeah. A crown. Like a clown We know crown. you like to dress up as the queen from the crown. <laughs> we know you've been you watching like Queen's Gambit. We know it's been on your radar. We know that Gambit from X-Men is your favorite character. <laughs> How would you like to mix all those together a southern crawfish boil slash showbiz pizza chess master <laughs> how would you like to play our friend chef bezos in a chess match at a showbiz pizza that's also a seafood boil what's that crawfish you want boil. to hmm? Weird. Case closed. okay Case closed. Yeah, thanks cool. yeah. right. we can make these all disappear just sweep them off of that we're cops that's I what we do i never know where that improv scene is going i never <laughs> i forgot halfway through that we weren't trying to solve a murder that we were trying to hook him up with jeff Bezos. <laughs> i had to re- that's the best way is you go into an interrogation <laughs> just wanting to get the truth right. and then midway through you figure out how they can help sure you. yes by hooking him up with my billionaire friend jeffy b yep all cops are bastards all cops are bastards one three one two and we're back uh, with more It's All Been Run. Now it's time to take an email from our friends, our fans, our actual actuaries. actuaries. Done and done. Second time I said actuaries this episode. I can't get them out of my head. This is an email from our friend Thomas Bird. I've been saving it's this we're one. we're so close to Christmas. Oh, Thomas Bird. Yes, yes. Hey, Sa- hey Thomas. Hey, Saker and Evan. Hey, Thomas. Hey. Uh, I was listening to Bare Naked for the Holidays, and the song Christmas Picks came on, sung by Jim, and containing the lyric, Brother, we don't agree about the government or where to put the tree. While I'm sure it's just a third-party narrator, and it is from 2004 when politics was a bit less polarized, it did make me chuckle, though. How awkward is Christmas at the Cregans going to be this year? Which Cregan is pro-Trump and which is pro-Biden? What other conflicts do other BNL boys encounter with their families over the holidays and how do they get resolved? Holiday greetings, Thomas Bird. Well, a scary cis mass murder to you, my friend Thomas. Uh, and we're happy that you spent it with us. Um, so uh, let's handle his questions one by one. Um, how awkward is Christmas at the Cregans going to be this year? Boy, we got our... I think it's going to be very awkward because I think the memory of Chet hangs heavy over every Cregan Christmas. Chet Cregan. How did Chet? Who is a? How did Chet how did he die? I can't remember. He dies every year. Oh, oh no! This is a real weird science scenario where they bring him back yeah. just to die. Yeah, I mean, well, this year he died of COVID because he was an anti-masker. Okay, I see. So is he a violent? Is he sort of the Kenny of of the Cregan universe, or how does he keep coming back to keep dying? It's a mystical thing. He's. I guess so. I mean, uh, well, it's a, it's a weird science thing. So every every year, uh, Jim and Andy and whatever their other brother's name <laughs> is uh, get on their little uh, 
Panasonic Unifom computer and click up another brother. <laughs> okay. So this year, this year we're going to get Chet right. <laughs> oh, so they're not bringing him back just to murder him. He is. No, okay. no, they don't want him to Okay, die. but he ends up dying anyway. Sure. Yeah, I mean, they, every year they fuck sure. something up. Uh, so Chet is pro-Trump. Uh, I think S- Jim is staunchly pro-Biden. Is Andy sort of the, like, apolitical, I'm staying out of things, guys? I think politics is not something we should discuss around the dinner table. Well, Andy, I think, is a, like, he's a college professor, so, of course, he's part of the liberal conspiracy. That makes sense to me. That makes sense. Because, as everyone knows, the more educated you get, sure. the less coherent you become. Sure, that makes sense. <laughs> less coherent your beliefs become <laughs> so uh are the cregan parents uh are they around are they cognizant well, as the song says <laughs> ma when's mom gonna get that hearing aid fixed so she's definitely right around. okay i forgot about that uh okay all right so uh, ooh, flash bulbs and wine so this is like taking place in like the 60s like the, when they're kids oh do you think or the 70s? jim was a kid in the 60s <laughs> Well, I mean, when was the last time I used fucking flashbulbs? Uh, that's a good question. But everyone's here flown for miles. They didn't have airplanes in the 60s. So I don't yeah, think... Uh, tears rolling down my nephew's face. <laughs> Does Andy have a kid too? That's interesting. Huh. All right. This is a cute little song. I like this. This song is outside of time. And okay. space. <laughs> sure. It takes place in the weird science averse, where every year they make a little pocket dimension for Christmas. Uh, and they spend years and years in there and then come out refreshed uh on december 26th uh yeah so really the cregans as we knew were immortal we know that jim is an elf we know that he's uh some sort of uh, creature and it's he's so wise because he spends years inside of the speed force here uh enjoying christmas is that correct yeah i'm kind of curious as what you would learn from like years trapped in like a twilight zone christmas i think you could probably bring some books with you you could probably master uh we can only do Christmas-related stuff. Oh, no. So he's the master of everything Christmas-related. Oh, shit. So he can, cook a, he can cook a mean fucking meal. Yeah, but he the can, turkeys... He knows, like, every line from every Christmas movie. The turkeys in and the reviews were mixed. It's the first line of the song. Well, his mom, mom cooks it. Oh, uh, sure, yeah. sure, sure. Um, what other conflicts do other BNL boys encounter with their families over the holidays, and how do they get resolved? I'm trying to imagine Christmas at the Hearn family, <laughs> where... Um, I imagine it's a pretty big family because you know they love love. Sure. And uh, but the the table's so wide that like no one can talk to each other because their voices are so soft. Pass the potatoes, please. So they can only eat what's in front sure. of them because <laughs> they're too polite to, to reach. Oh God, too polite to reach. Have for anything just eating yeah. like a fucking twice baked potatoes all night long, just a fucking plate of twice bakes. Um, yeah, I, they do like to sing their favorite quiet Christmas carol, which is "Let's Have a Non-Confrontational Christmas This Year." Uh, that's mm-hmm. a sweet one. Um, I think that's how Kev, so Kev doesn't have any, uh, conflicts with his family. Well, I think the conflict is all super passive aggressive. Sure. Um, oh, wow. Okay. So they do have problems with each other, but they're just, oh, they have to, because they can't ever resolve them because they're too <laughs> sure. soft spoken and mild mannered. Meanwhile, on the other end, Ty's family, you, from the moment you walk in the door, it's just incoherent screaming and drinking <laughs> wild turkey. I bet you, yeah, I bet you like you show up already yeah. drunk <laughs> in like a in like a lift yes. and uh the door is just like hanging like half open you just <laughs> kick it fucking in and you come in with just like fists clenched yes and they're ready to like and then uh, somebody throws like a uh, a pot of like 
turkey gravy on you and you're just lubed <laughs> up for the night and ready to go the front doors are just saloon doors they just like swing back and forth anyway <laughs> yeah he took a lift from los angeles back to toronto for his for his family's christmas that's, and it's fucking freezing and the doors are just saloon doors right but you still see these like waves of heat <laughs> coming out of the, just from the pure passion and anger coming out of the uh, yeah. of the of ty's family and love and love there's time they for love, love each as well other. it's true they love each mm-hmm. other deeply it's just a bunch i imagine like ty's family like eight rambunctious brothers and sisters just putting each other in headlocks <laughs> Noogies the oh god that sounds fucking great that's probably why he he's bald everyone in his family goes bald because they rub the fucking hair off of their heads uh okay so let's do men and women alike. let's do ed together i guess god do his sisters and brothers all look exactly like him just they're all dwarves like they all have beards well, i and... mean most of his ed's christmas is a very sad one because most of his family's dead oh, jesus christ i guess that's true his brother died in a motorcycle accident his mother passed oh away God. just before the, the last album so is his... um we don't even yeah, know about his father we don't know anything about his but he's got his own family he's got a wife he's got kids he he loves his little lyle uh yeah so ed's is just they sit down at the table and there's like eight extra places and they set them like they're supposed to and they feed them and then they seed for elijah yeah okay and uh they're like all right tell ed's like hey why don't you hey lyle why don't you tell grandma what you've been up to this year because as everyone knows this is the year when the this is like our dia de los muertos slash where like the dead the dead come back and sit at the table and you can talk to him it's a very joyful okay so ed is cognizant that this is a, a tradition he doesn't actually think grandma's sitting in that chair no, oh, no, thank God. he's not. I mean, Ed is. I don't think he's. He's like. A, he's got any no. like uh, where he believes the dead walk okay. the earth. Although grim grinning ghost may. Uh, <laughs> That's what the whole song is about. He's mad as a yeah. March Hare, my friend. So his grim grinning, the grim grinning ghosts of his family come to socialize <laughs> on Christmas Day. Oh man, that's fun. So he's got a real uh, Dia de los Muertos thing going on there. They uh, they they make their amends. They tell Grandma, Grandpa, and Brother and Mommy what happened this year. Hey, I crashed a plane. <laughs> yeah. You may have been alive for that. I don't remember. I almost came to join you. Um, yeah, okay. That's that's a cute... That's the best out of all the scenarios. It's somewhere in between passive-aggressive and aggressive-aggressive, uh, the two families that we discussed previously. Uh, so, yeah. He's just... Uh, yeah, he's a good... It's a good... It's a nice, sweet Christmas for the Ed Robertson family. Thanks for your... And Steve And Steve is always invited, but he never oh, shows up. Oh, they set a place for him every year. He's one of the people that they talk to. The ghost of Stephen Page. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. sad. We don't say that name <laughs> in, this house, in this house. Thanks, Thomas. <laughs> Ebo! Oh, we got it's it. It's done done, my friend. We got it. Um, That's it. It's Christmas time. It's holiday season. It's the holiday season. It's the holiday squeezing. season. Um, happy Kwanzaa, happy Hanukkah, happy Festivus, happy Christmas, happy whatever. Happy... Or just happy cold. I think fest- Festivus days. works for all the agnostic slash atheist folks out there. Yeah. You don't have to say happy cold days. Happy to- happy Honda days. Uh, Merry Toyotathon. Merry. <laughs> um, I worked, used to work at the State Department, and uh, everyone was very Christian mm. there, but except for me, obviously. So I would send them gift car- uh, cards that said, like, I greet you as one human <laughs> to another. Did they hate you? <laughs> no, they thought it was oh, funny okay. because, you know, it's it's okay because I was punching up and they, you know, they liked yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. That's cute. Oh, how sweet. Because they were pissed off that we couldn't, they couldn't say like Merry Christmas on sure, the phone sure, sure. to people. Yeah. Oh. So. Okay. Well, Merry whatever to everyone. <laughs> Merry <laughs> whatever. I wish Starbucks made cups that said Merry whatever to everyone. <laughs> um, Ebbo, programming note, we are off next week. We're going to spend some time with our 
Friends, our fans are stinky little. What we're going to do is record an episode anyway. We're actually probably record more we than a probably few episodes will. just so get we a little can get ahead. Yeah. Uh, but you're not going to hear them. They're going to be put in the Disney vault forever. We like to listen to them ourselves. That's correct. Those are private epis for us. Um, Ebba, what do you got to plug this week? Uh, gnomes? Gnomes? Gnomes. You know, like... Little Christmas gnomes, little little garden gnomes. Okay, like lawn gnomes. Little Halloween okay, gnomes. Okay, okay. Yeah, just like a little fuzzy little fuzzy beard with a little nose sticking out. Sure. Beard of any color. Love that. Nose of any color. Yeah. Hat hat of any color. They got their little they got their little wooden clogs on. They got their little button their little the little Mickey Mouse pants with the buttons on the front. They got their fucking little um, <laughs> you overcoats. You put a lot of thought it's a little chilly this. outside. All right. No, I'm just describing what I see in my mind's okay, eye. Okay, okay. Um... Uh, Except for those evil gnomes. Ooh, I hate those evil gnomes. Tinker McGearbox and all you fucking evil gnomes out there creating inventions. Coming in and stealing six tablespoons of butter in the night. Um, that's a good plug for gnomes. Do you want people to buy them? Just be on the lookout for them? Just raise awareness? What? Buy and sell gnomes? Well, uh, I mean, they make little... This is 2020, buddy. Little gnomes. We can't say stuff I'm like that. Sorry. <laughs> you are are lawn gnomes in poor taste? Are they the equivalent of lawn jockeys to you? They are there because they want oh, to be. I understand. You think they're sentient as well. <laughs> yeah, you should never buy a lawn gnome, but if you have a lawn a gnome in your yard, just leave okay. them alone. All right. Fair enough. Or her. Did you or ever them. used to steal your friend's lawn gnomes in high school from their yard? Whoa. <laughs> sorry. No. The kidnapping. <laughs> Straight up fucking kidnapping. Yeah, it is. <laughs> No, I mean, if they ask you to go on, like, a vacation with you, that's different. Sure, absolutely. Um, Except their voices are all super high. Like, meow, 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 meow. Didn't you ever hear that David Bowie song? The fucking no No. <laughs> Vamp for a second while <laughs> I look it up. Are you making this shit up? David Bowie has a song about gnomes. He did a song about every yeah. D&D race, though, correct? I lo- it's called The Laughing Gnome. Oh, my favorite is uh, 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 Fur Bogs for All. It's a fur bog season for us all. Um, tell me a little bit about the laughing gnome. Uh, David Bowie gave him roasted tools, toastals and a glass of dandelion wine, mm-hmm. then put him on a train to Eastburn and carried his bag, gave him a fag, which means cigarette. And, uh, we're going to get scrubbed from iTunes for that one. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. Yeah. Explicit content uh, warning. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, all right, y'all. So enjoy. We hope that from... Tiny hands behind his tummy. We're going to put a little The Laughing Gnome in right here. Said the Laughing Gnome. Could we do extra fucking work on Christmas? This episode. I'm a laughing gnome. You can't catch me. This episode needs to go out in two days. I am not ready to edit and put it all together. We'll figure it out. Um. Ebo, I plug that too. I love whatever you said. I'm into it. Gnomes? Yes. Download uh, The Dancing Gnome for 99 cents on Laughing iTunes gnome. today. Um, it goes to uh, David Bowie's family. <laughs> I think it, they just his, dump it on his, his grave. Super his supermodel wife or his son that's a director. He directed like the Warcraft Yeah, I do. Movie, Warcraft I and Moon, which is one of the best sci-fi movies I've ever seen. Oh. Moon rules. Um, we'll be back on January 5th with an all-new album with an all new year with an all new guest we have a great guest for that episode um so ebbo until then i'm saker get out of my house bye